Good morning. It's time for Two Guys on Sports. I'm Larry Hazer. I'm Dick Olson. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Dick. And uh, we're going to start off uh, things here today. Uh, things really took off yesterday in light of a, uh, a shooting down in Kenosha in which uh, Jacob Blake was, uh, well, left paralyzed. Now paralyzed, yes. Um, yeah, I got home from work yesterday. I had heard nothing about it all day. And my wife goes, well, they canceled the basketball games today because the Bucks." Boycotted, and yep. so they were the first ones. The actually. first ones, and then they canceled the rest of the schedule yesterday. Yeah. And I have supposedly there's a players' meeting whether to go on. I guess right now. Yeah, that apparently the game five of each series will be rescheduled, but whether yeah. or not they're even going to play because yeah. they said also yesterday I, I read that uh, game one of the Eastern Conference semifinals between Boston and Toronto, which was going to be tonight, right, is possibly boycotting that one too. Okay, so and the Brewers uh, boycotted their game. Uh, last evening as well, so yep. not playing against the Reds yep. uh, in that one. So yeah. this, a lot of things happening. This here. shooting really hit the teams in Milwaukee hard. Yeah, uh, the Brewers and the Bucks. It re- you know you're a hop and a skip from Kenosha, and uh, it really hit home, and it really hits the sports world hard. And you see reaction from all the NFL, the M- M- MLB, and the yeah, uh, and, um, excuse me, the NBA also. Yeah. You know so. I know uh, uh, who's the guy that does the TNT pregame and the halftime. Oh, Ernie Johnson. Ernie Johnson was on CNN mm-hmm. uh, yesterday afternoon, and, and they asked him if he was surprised that the Bucks didn't come out or that they were boycotting, and he, he wasn't. I mean, no. it was, I no. think, you know, and like yeah. you said, it's so yeah. close to Milwaukee right. that. Yeah, and I, and I honestly think some people were expecting something like this to happen. Yeah. So. And now whether or not they keep going, that's right. the big question. Yep, that'll be the question. Supposedly sometime uh, today there's supposed to be a players' all meeting. And okay. there's something to go on. It'd be a shame if they didn't go on, Larry, um, because they put a lot of time into this deal down in Orlando. But uh, who knows? I know George Hill, the Bucks, was pretty upset. Very upset. Uh, he, he said, why are we even here in the first place? Right, yeah. And, and back, back at the George Floyd deal, up in Minneapolis, they were, the Bucks were very outspoken about yeah. it then, also. Yeah. So, so, so it's just another another thing here in this yeah. crazy year of twenty twenty. Right. While we're talking NBA, Larry, let's just bring up the fact that uh, Giannis was named Defensive Player of the Year mm-hmm. for the NBA, and I, I never knew NBA stats existed like this. That uh, uh, the Bucks have a defensive rating of ninety seven, which means they allow an average of ninety seven points per hundred possessions. Okay, which is, I guess, terrific. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the lower uh, the number, the better. I yeah, guess. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, Giannis beat out Anthony Davis of the Lakers, Rudy Gobert of Utah, Ben Simmons of Philadelphia, and Bam Adego, Bio or whatever of Miami. But uh, uh, kudos to him; he becomes the fifth player to win MVP and Defensive Player of the Year in his career. The other four were Kevin Garnett, Hakeem Olajuwon, Michael Jordan, and David Robinson. Wow, that's so, good company. Yeah. Only, and if Giannis has a chance for MVP this year, he's definitely in the yep, mix. Yep. Only Olajuwon and Jordan have done it in the same season. So, Oh, wow. So he could really be on some... And he's the first Buck since uh, Sidney Moncrief Sydney in the early Moncrief. 80s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> been a while. Yeah, uh, you know, since the late 80s, uh, probably the mid-90s, the Bucks weren't really known for their defense. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Not a lot of defensive stoppers on the team. A lot of some pretty good shooters, but no defensive stoppers. So. Now, if they do go on with the series, uh, what do you think the Bucks? 
uh, in this series. I mean, they they lost that first game, and yeah, and then they, they really like, haven't looked that well. We had talked about it. Uh, you know, they kind of flipped the switch a little bit, got yeah. three wins in a row. It looked like they're coming around. Now does this whole thing deflate the balloon again? Yeah. You know, are you back where you were before this? You know, so but uh, they're still not playing great, but no. but they are getting much better in the last three games anyway. But uh, they go whole, against Miami if they win, right? And Miami is hot. Yeah. yeah, I mean they really took it took it to Indiana. You know, Indiana had a pretty good season, fourth uh, seeded. Yeah, and because you know this four zero sweep caused Nate McMillan his job today yesterday too. Yeah, so. But uh, yeah, Miami. Miami might be the hottest team in the East right now. Might be a scary team. To Very, be scary. Very scary, especially where the Bucks are yeah. not playing well. Yeah. And if if their heads are not, in, if they get by Orlando and, and their heads aren't in it, they could be in for a rough going yeah. against Miami. And who knows, you know, how long the yeah. layoffs going to be right. with this exactly. Going on. So, all right, uh, switching gears here to more high school stuff. Uh, a tragedy uh, over the weekend involving a former NGL wrestler with uh, Jesse Buchanan yeah, dying Jesse, in a drowning Jesse accident. Jesse Buchanan, of course, uh, the older brother of uh, Stephen and Nathan Buchanan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, night, the great Buchanan family from Loyal, and uh, tragically drowned in Lake Bay over the weekend, uh, and he will be missed. Jesse was a heck of a wrestler, a football player, and I believe also an excellent track athlete, also. So, but. Uh, um, feel really bad for the family. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, uh, they, they really put their heart and soul into everything they do. And, uh, Jesse will be missed. Yeah. So. And they do have a, uh, a Jesse's fund, uh, open at citizen state bank of loyal right. to uh, help the family with uh, any yeah. expenses they might have. You can drop money off or mail it to citizen state bank of loyal 400 North main street in loyal right. and make sure uh, to note when sending the money that it states Jesse's yeah. fund. And there, Larry, there will be a memorial service for Jesse here at Schuster Park on one o'clock Saturday, oh, okay. August 29th, this Saturday. Okay, so there will be a memorial service for Jesse down here if anybody would like to attend. So, All right, former NGL wrestler yeah, and a uh, very good wrestler. Too, yes. So. Uh, speaking of NGL wrestlers, we had a couple that were out at the uh, Rocky Mountain Nationals in Kansas City, and before we went on, you were talking with uh, Kevin here and. One of the toughest uh, matches or uh, tournaments yeah. they've been in these days. Yeah, guys. this is a big time tournament. Uh, Rocky Mountain Nationals. It's usually in March, and it's it's twenty five hundred kids from all over the country, and uh, some very very tough competition. Uh, the Crass weigh-in team went on in the high school duels on Friday. Um, ended up fifth out, out of twenty, close to thirty teams. Fifth in the Silver Pool, excuse me, even thirteenth overall, but. Uh, uh, very tough wrestling, but uh, uh, Gunnar Hoffman, NGL, was 3-2 and two there. Lost a tough match against uh, Missouri United, 6-5. to five. He was wrestling heavyweight that match. But uh, uh, Luke Dukes was 1-2 and two, and a couple of tough matches also. But uh, they did a nice job in the duels. Very tough competition. And I should say Missouri United went all the way through and won the tournament. So. Now, talking Gunnar here, he, he normally wrestles 220. How does he, how does he match up? Against some of these heavyweights, when he um, has to go at two eighty five, he's strength wise, he's pretty good. But sometimes the height wise, I think bothers him a little bit. But uh, he matches up pretty well strength wise. Uh, okay. He's he you know he's weighing right about two twenty. Um, but uh, I guess and they only had one wrestler for two twenty and two eighty five over the for the duels and uh, what I'm sure Jordan Crass went with what he thought was the best matchup for Gunner. Okay, so, but. Uh, and in, in against Missouri United, he thought it was a heavyweight match. So, 
Okay. And uh, the kid was tough. Uh, Gunner had a couple chances, but didn't quite beat him. Lost six to five. But uh, was that the kid he wrestled that was uh, number one in the world in Greco no, that wrestling? No, that was that was the next guy. <laughs> I forget the boy's name, but uh, yeah, he was number one in the world, Greco Roman in two twenty, and uh, very tough. Uh, he put a nice Greco Roman throw on Gunner and put him on his back and pinned him and. Uh, that was probably Gunner's toughest match of the whole tournament, right there. So, and again, uh, Luke and Gunner also wrestled in the 15U division yeah, on they Saturday. Did the, yeah, they did the individuals. Uh, Gunner lost a tough semifinal match to a kid from Hutchinson, Kansas, but uh, lost to him three to one. And that gentleman did win the tournament, but Gunner did wrestle back all the way to second place. So, so kudos to him. Luke was a, a, quite a story there. Luke had a, about 40 kids in the class, and he lost <laughs> in the round of 16. Luke wrestled six matches in consolation that day Holy to cow. get back to the fourth and third place match. <laughs> and then that he lost in triple overtime oh, in that match. Wow. So, so he had nine matches on the day that day. So and was he up yet? I don't know. I said <laughs> he might still I, be sleeping. I was gonna ask Ryan if they had to uh, just kind of carry him off <laughs> after that last match, but uh he need the heart of a warrior right there wow. with Luke Duke. So but uh you know, some of the other guys out there, Larry, mm-hmm. uh in the 15U, uh, Caden uh, Dawson Webster of Kadat was third at 172. Caden Weber of Regis Altoona was third at 190. Uh, in the uh, 18U, uh, Blaine Brenner of Stanley Boyd Owen Withy was second at 132. Gavin Drexler of Stratford was sixth at 138. Uh, Braden Sonatag was of Kadat was fifth at 113. Uh, and Gavin Teagles of Cadet participated but did not play. So very good showing by the local boys out this term. And this tournament, uh, one of the big ones yeah. of the year. Yeah. Pro- a lot of lot of good wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah. Re- wrestlers from all over the country, probably some of the best you'll ever see out there. And I, I really honestly believe it was the, probably the toughest tournament that Luke and Gunner have ever been involved at. So even uh, all through up their yeah, youth wrestling yeah, days. Yeah, wow. One of the toughest, you know. Probably probably goes right up there, like when they were in eighth grade, and they went out to the Virginia Holiday Duels, you okay. know, which was oh wow for eighth grade. So this was right there. So and this only you know makes these wrestlers that much Good. better yeah. when they come yeah. around in, yeah, in this they, area. You know, they're you know they're getting so much mat time this summer. They, this is the third tournament they've been to, and they're wrestling multiple multiple matches, and they're getting a lot of time in the off season for and this, wrestling so. very good wrestlers Good. when they wrestle yeah, in these tournaments. Right, and they, they've got a few more duels that they are going to yet this oh, okay. this fall too. Wow. So. But, okay, uh, we will keep you posted on them. So, all right. So, good luck to those guys. Yes. Uh, speaking of high school sports, uh, some of the high school sports have started, uh, and some of the football teams are just going to go through some of these teams that are playing in the fall, and some that may not be. Travis Wilson at Wisports.net reported that they've received notification of 337 football programs plans. Of those, 235 are planning to play in the fall. And only 102 are going to yeah. the spring option. That's you know that's kind. Of, I I don't as of now. There's yeah. still some that haven't gotten back. You know that that's kind of. I thought it might go about 200 to 100. You know because you got a lot of the. I I really think Larry Division two three on down is going to play in the fall. I really there's a lot so. of big schools that are not right, playing in right. the fall. Um, I read uh, Tuesday where the Milwaukee public school system. Is not they what they're opting to the spring, mm-hmm. yep. And quite a few of the smaller schools in the Milwaukee area are also, but I did also read Wauwatosa area schools are going with the fall, okay. So, so wow. you know, so it's around in our area. The Cloverbelt has pretty much all the teams have said they're going to play in the fall. Now, Nielsville athletic director Matt Dietzler 
uh, told me that they should get final approval of all things relating to fall sports at the school board meeting on Monday. Right, and that would be August 31st, yep. and and the opting is the September 1st, so <laughs> yeah, good timing. Yes. <laughs> uh, the Merrillwood has uh, said they will play in the fall. Uh, only team from the CWC small is Pittsville so Pittsville. far. Let's, yeah, I said they will play in the fall. Yeah, I haven't heard nothing about Loyal. Loyal's undecided. Yeah. Uh, Greenwood is undecided in the yeah. A player. So yeah. is Gilman. Yeah. Uh, Marshfield is undecided in the Valley yeah, football. That's pretty interesting there because I think I read where some of the other ones are already going. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. So, but, uh, and Black River Falls is the only team that I've seen so far that has opted to the spring from our area. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, wow. So. Uh, also, the Dairyland Conference is uh, going to be playing in the fall as yeah. well. Yeah, I did. One thing I also I did see was Stratford put out their schedule. And for the first time in 20 years, they will not play the Edgar Wildcats this wow. year. Wow, that's They'd, something. They had a non-conference game scheduled. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that was, getting, of course, with the realignment. But uh, circle your calendars for October 16th, Amherst at Stratford. So that should be a... Quite a battle up They're there. They're both so. in that CWC yeah. large. And, and they, over the last few years, they've become pretty good rivals. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was just looking at the stats. I forgot how good Stratford was last year. Yeah. The first 12 games, they shut out teams. Yep. 360 to nothing. Yeah, they didn't allow a touchdown till level four <laughs> against, uh, who did they play? I believe they played at Northwestern or something. Did they yeah. play Northwestern? Yeah, it was Northwestern. I'm not sure where they played. That's right. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah. That but was they gave up, field. Yeah, they yeah. gave up an early touchdown. But then uh, uh, Lake Country Lutheran really took it to them down at Camp Randall, though. They, Late, because they got yeah. a – actually, Stratford led in that game. Right, yeah. But the second half was just all, all Lake, Lake Country, Country Lutheran. Yeah. So, yeah. But, All right, Nielsville Fall Sports. Now, as I have it here, uh, next Tuesday they will have a cross-country meet, September 1st at Loyal. That will be okay. their first meet. Uh, the first home meet is scheduled for September 15th. Okay. Uh, volleyball. Uh, right now it's scheduled for September 15th, the first match with Kadat here at Nielsville. And the first football game is scheduled for September 25th, Mondovi coming in, yep. and that won't be an easy task. No, it will not. Mondovi had pretty, pretty has pretty good uh, level of football down there anyway, and I believe they've got quite a bit returning from a team who I believe went to level three or four last and year. And they are predicted to finish second in the Kohler Belt yep. behind and Regis. Regis. Yep. And they have a pretty good running back and a linebacker coming yeah. back. So. Yes. <laughs> it'll be interesting, that first uh, matchup yeah, with Millsville-Grant. Well, it'll be interesting. You know, and the good thing is they're going to um, get a scrimmage in against Fall Creek before they go, so that'll help. But uh, right now, you know, the Warriors are a little young up in the offensive and defensive lines. Yeah, that's yeah. what's going to be the yeah, test they, they have plenty of skilled people back, but uh, uh, some of the – you know, you got some kids coming back, a couple seniors, Cernitsky and uh, – uh, Luch, uh, James Luke, and then uh-huh. uh, uh, quite a few uh, sophomores coming up and some and juniors. Juniors are going to yeah. have to rely on. Yeah, a lot of yeah. underclassmen to rely yeah. on. Yeah, uh, Renz is going to be going to be a big boy yeah. in the line, and a few others. But uh, yeah, they got a lot of skill, like running backs. But whether yeah. or not they can get yeah. holes to open, yeah. you know, and, and we'll see. You know, there wasn't a lot of off-season program. We'll see yeah. how that affects them right. also. Yep. So. Well, like we always said, it's. Pretty much everybody else had the same Everybody problem. was in the same boat this year. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, you mentioned earlier about some uh, NBA coaches being fired. Uh, yeah. You mentioned Nate McMillan of Indiana, Brett right. Brown of Philadelphia yeah. also. Both fired. teams. Both teams in the playoffs, too. You know, uh, Brown, you know, I that the Philadelphia program, you know, they have so much, they probably have as much talent as anybody yeah. in the league. Yeah. Simmons, Embiid, 
a few of those other guys. But do you just see, you know, they're they're to the Houston of the East to me because Houston continually yeah. underachieves in the West, and I believe Philadelphia underachieves in the East, and it costs Brett Brown his job. So yeah, so. and Indiana, yeah, like you said, I mean they're a fourth seed and yeah, they got swept right yeah. out. Yeah, you know, it cost Nate McMillan a job, and you know they got a pretty good ball club. You know, Malcolm Broden was went to Indiana this year and kind of took over the point guard for him. Yeah. But, uh, Miami's hot, and watch out Milwaukee if you play them. According to ESPN, uh, Houston Rockets coach Mike D'Antoni is in his final year, and yeah. Indiana's looking at him. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see. First no-hitter was thrown in the baseball yeah. world uh, yesterday. Lucas Giolito. Yes. Yeah, no-hitter versus Pittsburgh. So Actually, it was on Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday, yep. But, uh, he, I, I seen him pitch against the Brewer. He's good. He's good. He's their ace. He's, and he wasn't good two no, years ago, no. but he is now. He's there. You know, they they signed Dallas Keuchel over the yep. offseason. Dallas Keuchel's in their rotation. Everybody thought Dallas Keuchel would be their ace. No, it's Lucas Giolito. Yeah. So yeah, he's got good uh, stuff. The White Sox are hot. Yep. And they have a tremendous lineup. Um, I think their weak spot might be their bullpen, but who knows? You know, they can. There's all already. There's a lot of talk about <laughs> the trading deadline. So we'll and see. I heard uh, Hader might be a trade bait. Yeah, I've heard that too. Um, I don't know if you would trade him in a 60-game season or not. I guess I it depends what you get back from right, him. But, right, And know, so. uh, I know there's talk of maybe rebuilding their farm system a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and it, right now, you know, their farm system is on the lower end. Yeah. You know, they brought a bunch of guys up again and traded some guys, and now they're on the, the bottom third for a long, you know. It seems to go on st- streaks. You yeah, know? yeah. You get a couple of – Well, dr- it depends on how many trades you yeah, make. and trade. But then, you, you know, when you get down, you get a couple of good drafts and you build everything up, but – this year, their number one draft pick went right to number one, number one or number two prospect. You know, and that's yeah. a sign of a little weakness. There. <laughs> yes. <So. it> is. <laughs> All right, uh, college football should be interesting. Uh, they put out the AP top twenty-five preseason poll as Clemson number one, and Ohio State's number two. Yeah. But the teams that are dropped that are not playing in the fall, Big Ten and Pac twelve. Yeah. They're not going to be eligible for any of those polls once right. the season starts. Season starts, so yeah, Ohio State will drop out. Uh, you know, uh, Penn State's got to be up there. Michigan, you know, all those uh, Wisconsin is probably in the top fifteen. They said there's fifty three other bowl subdivision teams that will no longer be eligible for the top twenty five right. once yeah. the season starts. Yeah. And then uh, they're talking maybe in the spring doing another AP poll with the teams that are in the spring. Oh, okay. So. Okay, but I don't. What I don't know, how are they going to do a national championship? Yeah, how, you know what? I, you're going to do two of them? Yeah, I don't know. You, how do, you're going to have a spring champion, you know, and then have a super. I don't know, but because uh, I mean, and, one of the one of the teams that's yeah. up for it yeah. is Ohio State. They're right. not playing in the fall. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I don't. I think you almost have to come up with something. But you know, for years and years, Larry, we got by without a playoff system, and then there would be one team in the AP and the other being in the. <laughs> And they would argue the whole all season, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, and I, I think that's probably what's going to happen this year because there's no way you could probably put together a, sim- a game, you know. I'm, I'm sure somebody will have it simulated on a computer someplace, yeah, but yeah, I don't know, know how they're going to do that. You know, I don't either, but you know, it, it just changes everything. It yeah. really does. It's uh, and it, getting back to well, not getting back to, but uh, in high school football too. Now in the fall, I noticed they're going to have a level one and a level two, so no yeah. state champions, or how does that? Well, it just, it just shows a two-week tournament series. Yeah. So and when I look on the WIA or yeah. whatever, it says level one, yeah. the one week, and then level two the next week. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. So that that tells me, are, are you go, if you're going to have a certain amount of divisions, you're going to have two, four teams in each each division. 
and the four teams play week one with the winners playing week two. Oh, but, how, but how do you put four teams that, you know, you know, I'm assuming they're probably talking seven divisions like they usually mm-hmm. do, but you're going to take the top four teams. How are you going to determine who the top four teams are in those divisions? You know, yeah, so, you yeah. Know, you know, somebody's going to be left out, and there's going to be too many conference champions. There's going to be more than 28 conference champions, right. I would think. So, right, So. Yeah, I kind of was wondering how that's – I don't either. I, I, yeah. You know, they said there was going to be – Seven regular season games and then two playoff games, but they yeah. never really specified well, as how, how those playoffs yeah, are going to work. Yeah. You know, it's, are you, is it going to be a conference champion, or is it going to be that we're going to put take the top four in Division Seven, the top four in Division Six, top you know that kind of thing possibly. I don't know. There's a lot of questions to be answered here. So <laughs> again, I'm glad I'm not up yeah. there in the high level. Yeah, it, but I think you know, the, the first thing I think we do is get on the field, Larry, right. and then right. worry about it. Go. So yep. it's. You know, once we get on the field, I think everything will take care of itself. But uh, well, the Green Bay Packers announced earlier this month that their first two games at Lambeau will not have fans, and now it was announced uh, on Tuesday that the Vikings game with the Packers on September 13th will also be to yeah. an empty stadium and in Minnesota. Then, then their next road game is against the uh, New Orleans Saints, and I, there's pretty much a good chance yeah. that'll be done. So you're talking their first four games already with no fans. So they're saying the first time the Packers fans might see him play at Lambeau Field will be November 1st right. against they, the Vikings. Yeah, they've got a big stretch of away games yeah, there. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's the way of the world right now. There was talk Minnesota was going to let fans in, and I've heard Tampa Bay is going to let some, some fans in. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. So, But uh, it seems like for the most part I'm hearing that no fans, at least the first two weeks anyway. So, Yeah, and when I, from what I've seen, um, most of the stadium said about, like, between ten and twelve thousand, right? You know that ten to fifteen percent. You know because yeah. I guess the normal stadium has seventy to eighty thousand. So I'm not sure how they're going to figure out who comes yeah. in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> good luck on that one. <laughs> so, Especially Packer fans. Yeah. I, you know, I don't. You know, you talk about that, but getting back to high school, do you think there'll be restrictions on attendance at high school games? You know, that's hard to say too. I wonder. Right. You I know, don't know, parents only. I don't know. Yeah, I've seen a little bit of that on social media. There's people arguing back and forth, and yeah, I said I don't have a clue how you're going to do it. I guess at Nilzo, you know, you 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 got the hills and the bleachers. You can spread people out pretty good up there. So. Yeah, I don't but, know if you'd have to mark something on the bleachers. Yeah, or? I don't know. So it's crazy. But uh, same with you know, same with volleyball. Yeah. Or any, you know, even cross country, you know, where you're in the open there, you know, people normally crowd at the finish line and stuff. You're not going to be able to do that, probably. So I had heard from somebody that they might have the runners wear a mask for the first so many distance or distance down. The cross country trail until until they start start breaking apart, apart, and then they can take them off. Yeah, because it's a huge pack the first half mile or so. Yeah. You know, and then they do seem to string out pretty good then. But, uh, yeah. You, I don't know how that's going to work either. Still a lot of questions to be yeah, asked. Yeah, there is. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else you got to add here Not, today? Nothing really. Uh, just waiting for a lot of questions to be asked. Uh, you know, you talk about Major League Baseball. Brewers are still struggling at the plate a little bit, but uh, – I don't know. Pitching's good. Pitching is real good. You know, they're not bad in the field, but uh, over you know, bad weekend in Pittsburgh. You know, yeah, that a, was bad. A, a team you're supposed to go in and, and should win two out of three, and you get swept, and that really takes takes it out of your fire. You had played a great series in Chicago the weekend before, lost two out of three in Minnesota, which is not terrible. No, but 
you go into Pittsburgh, you got to right now you got to win two out of three, and especially they just, you only had four wins coming in. Yeah, and you really fell flat on your face there. Yeah. So, but well, hopefully things turn around for them, and and uh, hopefully we'll know more again on uh, the fall sports season. Uh, yeah, big school board meeting yeah, for Nielsville next Nielsville Monday. Nielsville thirty first. We'll know the full opting list by next uh, Thursday morning, and yeah. uh, go from there. And then the next week is the seventh, and away you go on football if it's football everything is full. So. All right. So that'll do it here today for Two Guys on Sports. I'm Larry Hazer. I'm Dick Olson. We'll talk to you again next week.